Hi, my name is Ignacio Sosa. And uh, I'm Arnie. And you're watching the second installment of Midnight Monumental, where, surprisingly, we haven't neglected the podcast yet. Um, I apologize for my tone. I, I honestly feel super droopy. I ate, like, three and a half Krispy Kreme donuts, um, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, today we're actually in New York. We're in our hotel room. Um, <laughs> yeah, these last two days we've just been walking. Oh, three days now, right? It's almost 12. Uh, funny enough, it's Midnight Monumental. Anyways, sorry. Uh, the reason I'm kind of talking a little bit more and Arnold's quiet is because uh, we're actually together. Um, and we're just muting our channels every time we speak so the uh, so the audio doesn't reverberate but um anyways let's get on to it um so yeah so we're actually in new york right now and uh we've gone everywhere in this trip my lord i mean i mean the empire state building recently was was great i don't know about you arnold dude okay so i'm just gonna list off everywhere that we've been we went to Liberty Island, we went to Ellis Island, we went to the Empire State Building, Times Square, Madison Square Park, Central Park, and then we just walked around, saw a bunch of other places, we saw NYU, we saw a little bit of Chinatown, but uh, our hotel was luckily like in the smack dab of uh, Manhattan, so we were able to see a lot, but some things we definitely did have to like take an Uber to, like going to Liberty Island and stuff. We went on a ferry to get to the island. It's very interesting. It was kind of funny. Ignacio, you literally had to duck the entire time getting on the thing. It was very weird. It was funny just watching you, like, every time you would enter the inside of the boat, you would just have to bend down and walk into the thing. I was like, buddy, like, are you okay? Are you good? And you're just like, this thing's too small. It's too small. I mean, hey, listen, like, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it seems like they made ferries for average to short people no offense to to above average to short people or whatever you know um i'm six five but like you know i <laughs> no disrespect but you know when you're six five and you're on a ferry that that holds people who are at least like below average i mean it's it's a bit of a struggle i mean it wasn't that bad though like i i was over exaggerating a bit i didn't really the the boat fit my height but um Except when, when I had to like duck down underneath a bar because that's when I actually almost hit my head. Um, yeah, man. I mean, Central Park was probably one of the beautiful, the most beautiful places I've seen. I mean, it's too bad that it was winter. Well, obviously, you and I discussed this while we were walking, but too bad that it was the winter time because I, I would have actually loved seeing. I would have actually loved to see Central Park during at least the spring or the summer. You mentioned the fall. Um, um, you can you can elaborate on that later, but um, you know, but it was actually a it was actually a pretty unique experience. I, I honestly think the cold kind of dragged us down a bit. You know, it kind of like for me, it kind of frustrated me. It frustrated me a little bit, but it didn't necessarily like I guess um, affect the entire vacation. It was it was pretty nice overall. You know. 
I definitely say that the cold, me being from Florida, I was not used to the cold. I'm not used. It was like highest it got was like today. I saw it was like 37 degrees outside. And I was like, that's why it feels nice because it's not 12. But the lowest we got to was 12. But the weather would say that it felt like it was like negative two. Um, the wind was did not help at all. It just it took me a few days to finally adjust and finally figure out like what exactly I needed to wear so that I wouldn't be cold. Every day, there was just a new challenge when it came to the cold. Like the first day, my hands were like numb the whole time. I was like, okay, I brought gloves. I need to bring them with me. Second day was my legs. My legs were freezing, so. I was just, I actually need to put more layers on my legs or put on different pants. And then the third day, which was today, I finally was able to figure it out. I got the just the right, granted it was a little bit warmer, but I was still able to figure it out. I basically wore two pants, a uh, sweater, two hoodies, and my winter coat. And then I had a hat on and my gloves. That might seem like overkill to people who are native to the north, but me, being from Florida, where the coldest it gets is 65, yeah, no, I, I wanted to feel as warm as I possibly could. But uh, I want to know, what were your thoughts on, uh, like we were talking about that before, on Liberty Island? What were your thoughts on that place? Because personally, I really enjoyed it. I like seeing the Statue of Liberty for the first time in person. I thought it was really cool. What sucked, the only part that sucked about it, though, was uh, the big staircase. You had to walk through, like, almost, like, a hundred stairs just to get up to the feet of the statue. You didn't even get the chance to go up to the crown, which I heard that you could do. But I don't know why. I don't know if you had to, like, pay extra for that or it was just, like, under construction or maintenance. I don't know. Because when we went to the, the bottom of the statue, we saw, like, people working above us. And like you said that you made eye contact with one of them and he was just staring at you. <laughs> that was pretty funny, but I don't know if like it's just because they're doing maintenance up there, but other than that, like the statue was great. Um uh, yeah, I-, I thought Liberty Island was pretty nice, you know. Um to be honest, I mean I don't think it was like the best experience about New York. Um but I really liked it. I mean, it seemed like it had a lot of history behind it, you know. But um uh, if I'm being completely honest with you, you know, the best experience was really just walking, you know what I mean? Like that, that sounds a little odd, but to elaborate on the subject, I mean, New York is probably one of the most beautiful cities to walk around. I mean, one of the, one of the first things I described it as was just a modern antique, you know, it it really blend blends, um, old with new, you know what I mean? Just it's, it's really beautiful, you know. Obviously, there's there's not a lot of green, which is pretty disappointing. Like, the only green you can typically see, and especially only in, like, the summer and the spring, I'm sure, is in the parks, right? But, you know, when you watch, when you, when you, you know, look down, look up from your phone uh, or from whatever device you're using, you know, and you just begin walking and looking around, I mean, uh, I think New York is probably one of the most... Um, appealing cities you know um infrastructure wise you know it's 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 super pretty um i swear to god I'm, i i recorded like over 30 40 videos 
you know, it was just, it, it was crazy, you know? Um, and it just felt like it's, it's an entirely different world. You know, it, it, it felt like it, I wasn't even, you know, on, on planet earth for a second. You know what I mean? It was just, it's just really nice, you know? And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I definitely agree with you when you say that it was a modern antique. Like, you had a lot of the modern skyscrapers and all these big glass built well, not glass, but you know what I mean. Just big old buildings. But then you'd come down to the street level, and then you see some of those, like, older-looking buildings. We saw older churches, saw older apartment buildings, stuff like that. There was a lot of brick. Uh, if I could describe New York in one word, it'd be brick. Now, that's a little weird, and there's probably a lot of other words that you could probably choose, but when I was walking around, a majority of the buildings that I saw were just brick. Straight brick. And then you had the skyscrapers and all that stuff. I definitely agree with you when you say that walking around is probably the best part of New York. Being able to walk around everywhere, I noticed that when you're crossing the street, majority of the crossings are not that big, because a lot of roads are just one-way roads and one-lane roads. But uh, walking is definitely the best part of New York, and I'm glad that we didn't get a rental car. We were just we had to walk. We didn't get a chance to take the subway. I know the subway is like a staple part of New York City, but we didn't get a chance to take it because we went down to the station, saw a map. We were like, "No, we can't figure this out. I don't. I don't know what we're doing <laughs> at this point." Speaking of the subway. I saw videos online of people jumping the gates to go in the subway. Just they, they don't have to pay. They just literally just walk up, jump over, and boom, go through. Yeah, I saw like two people do that. I'm just we're checking out the map. I look behind me. I see this one guy. He just he just like not even breaking stride, just jumps over the gate and keeps walking. And I'm just like, oh, I was like, wow, you can you can really do that. It's not that hard. Wow. There's nobody monitoring it yet. There's nobody there, and the gates are just like, they go up to your knees, so they're super easy to just jump over. I don't know if that was intentional, or just like, obviously I'm sure the city wants people to pay, but people rely on the subway, and they can't pay, they might as well just jump it. Yeah. Yeah, it really is disappointing that we didn't go on the subway, but, and you're right, oh my god. Um, yeah. We were literally just looking at the maps and stuff, and we were trying to figure the entire thing out. But I mean, the only time I went on a train was when I was like, I don't know, eleven, and that's it. And I, it was never really. In this case, I guess you can say it was like this advanced. I mean, um, going back to the walking, my God, it, I mean, I mean, uh, the fact that it's so, it's so nice is because it, it feels like everything's so convenient. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, obviously, you know, if, if I wanted to go to, like, from Central Park to Wall Street, that's going to be, like, an hour walk. But, you know, uh, it honestly feels like time flies by so quickly just because, you know, you have something to look at. You know what I mean? So by the time you you feel like, I don't know, 10 minutes go by, it's actually it, it actually has been an hour and you're finally at your destination. You know what I mean? We uh, another thing we did when we went to we went to see uh, the 9/11 museum and Ellis Island. They're both great experiences with 
impactful parts of our history, but they're definitely things that you should go check out for yourself rather than hear it from somebody else. But definitely a play, another place in New York that I'm sure a lot of people have heard about, seen, especially in uh, media all over, is Times Square. Oh boy, that place is... That place is... You have to go at night. I'd say the true way to experience Times Square is at night. Because the billboards just shine so much better. They stand out a lot more. Crazy stuff. Not crazy, like, too crazy. But you definitely see a lot of crazy things go out at night. Some pretty funny stuff. But, um... That's one of the funny things. We saw... You saw some stuff. Like, we saw some performers. There was a show that was going on. There was this group of guys who were, like, lining up people to, like, make it seem like they were going to jump over them. And there were, like, six people. Six or seven people of varying heights. There was some, like... There was a range from, like, a short kid to, like, a kid... A, a, a kid. An adult, like, almost Ignatius height. Which was... I was like, oh, oh boy, here we go. Are they kinds of people and then turns out no they just jumped over like three of the people and i was just like well okay kind of a letdown good thing i didn't give them 10 or 20 bucks because <laughs> they were going around be like oh yeah it's a tip us and then it's just okay all right cool man over three people i mean granted i can't do that but still i'm just like i was you kind of made it seem like you were gonna jump over six but i mean it's all right uh, the the funniest thing that happened when we went to Times Square was uh, random people would come up to us and they'd just be like, hey man, want some weed? Happened to us twice. And Ignacio, do you want to talk about the second guy? The second person who came up to us? Yeah, so just to give some context, like, okay, so we were in Times Square and, you know, we were walking around, we were, you know, we got up like the red steps, you know, we were just chilling. We passed Krispy Kreme, blah, blah, blah. And then we were trying to look for a place to eat. The next thing you know, like we get this first guy, you know, just walking around like, yo, guys, you want some, uh, got some weed? You want some edibles? I'm like, nah, <laughs> you know, uh, and then, and there's a second guy, you know, I, I thought he was just like, you know, just one of those regular guys who just like, you know, ask people to, like buy stuff from him. It's like, uh, it's like, yo, guys, you want some music? I'm like, no, 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 thanks, man. And he's like, ah, oh, okay, okay. You want some weed? You want some edible? I'm like, bro, how the hell did we get from music and entertainment to drugs? Well, granted, I mean, people find that entertaining. So, like, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, was, it, was, um, it was a bit of an experience, honestly. I, I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was, I thought Times Square was probably one of the mo- one of the most, um, uh, I guess, character based experiences I've, I've had. I mean, we literally saw Batman, Bane. I think today we actually went back and we 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 saw freaking Optimus Prime and and Bumblebee up in here. Like, like that was happening, you know. I mean, we even saw Spider Man. Speaking of Spider Man, yeah, this episode this episode we're talking about Spider Man, bro. Oh yeah, we're talking about Spider Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, one, two, three. Spoiler alert. Uh, leave right now, please. Knock on wood. Uh, I don't know. Okay, you're done. Okay, good. <coughs> Sorry. Excuse me. So Spider Man. Oh baby. Okay. Um, 
All right, so Spider-Man No Way Home. I thought it was, I thought it was good. That is all I will say. No, I'm just kidding. That is not all I will say. Okay, relax. I like the movie. I thought it was all right. You know, I, I don't know about you, Arnold. I'm sure like you're going to say something in a second, right? But for me, I thought, I thought Spider-Man No Way Home was a good movie. It wasn't great. It wasn't fantastic. Like, oh my God, this is the greatest Spider-Man movie of all time. Like, uh, you know, it's, no, 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 no. It was good. It still faced a lot of the problems that, you know, current MCU movies still face and actually the other two Spider-Man movies faced with Tom Holland. So I'd give this movie probably like an 8 out of 10. It was ambitious, um, but I truly believe that the substance that was in the movie, like the script and all that, it, it wasn't really handled as well as I thought it would, especially for a movie like this. I mean... Like I said, guys, spoiler alert, um, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in this movie, okay? So, like, sorry about that. You know, uh, I dropped the fucking bomb. Um, but, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I thought the movie was fun. It was entertaining sometimes. But, you know, it still faced a lot of the problems, like, especially the comedy. The overuse of comedy was kind of, like, my biggest problem. I also think the rewatchability was kind of difficult. Um, I watched it the first time. It was pretty entertaining. Right? Oh my God, I got to use a different word. Um, and then the second time I watched it just to just to figure out the theme and all that, it, it really wasn't that hard. I mean, it, it wasn't. It's, it's kind of like in your face. And then the third time I watched it with my buddy Sean and Matthew, and, and even they agree with me. And I mean, like, Jesus Christ, Sean is like the biggest uh spider-man fan i know aside from myself right but you know like and he loves tom holland spider-man so like the fact that he had said that this movie was not well done to be like rewatchable over and over again at like in the same week or like two weeks is kind of um surprising to me but uh but i thought it was all right you know uh, i don't know it, it could have been better um, I'm glad to see that they're going to make like maybe three more movies. And the fact that now um, Tom Holland's Peter Parker is going to face adulthood. I, I, I'd, I'd really love to see that, you know, um, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Arnold? I, okay. So let's talk about this in terms of perspectives. Ignacio is the hardcore movie guy. I already said that on the last episode, but he's the hardcore movie guy. He's the one who he watches once to truly analyze them and like see if like what he thought about them was correct i'm like your average guy when it comes to movies i just watch a movie like once or twice and i'm just like that movie's pretty good that movie was kind of trash that's basically what i'm gonna say there but um i think that the movie was really good i definitely you said the rewatchability was is kind of bad and i honestly agree with you because the movie a lot of the movie comes from shock factor. Like, they're like, oh, they brought back old villains. Oh my god, they brought back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Like, that's what made the movie good. And that's what made me enjoy it when I went. Oh my god, I went with my girlfriend. And when Andrew Garfield came on the screen, when, uh, again, we already said this many times, but honestly, if you haven't seen the movie at this point, like, sorry, but I don't feel bad for you. Uh, when Ned opens the portal and you see 
Spider-Man. I I literally turned to her and I'm like tapping her shoulder. I'm like, that's not him. I'm like, that's not him. That's not him. That's not Tom Holland. That's not Tom Holland. And then he runs to the portal and I'm like, it's not. <laughs> and everybody and my theater was decent when it came to reactions. But um, some people reacted for uh, Andrew coming on screen. And I was hyped. I was like, yes. I definitely think that uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, like, forever, like, ever since I watched The Amazing Spider-Man, like, I thought Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man was underrated. Like, everybody's like, oh, Andrew Garfield's was the worst Spider-Man, and I was just like, he did, come on, like, he wasn't that bad, like, c- come on, really? Um, but I'm glad that No Way Home uh, showed people that Andrew Garfield is good at Spider-Man, and now everybody's like, you know, yeah, yeah, g- give Andrew Garfield a major Spider-Man 3, give it to him, give it to him, I'm like... Where were you guys in like 20? When did Amazing Spider Man 2014? Yeah. Where, where were you guys in 2014 when he was killing it? Like, I, I liked Amazing Spider Man. I didn't think it was trash or anything. I know a lot of people think it was trash. So I'm glad that No Way Home gave Andrew a chance to like not necessarily redeem himself, but I guess prove what he's capable of to be as Peter Parker. And Tommy Maguire, I think, did good too in the movie as well. Personally, the Sam Raimi trilogy, it's not my favorite out of all three of them. It's not my favorite. I granted I'm young. I know I, I wasn't born when or I was like just born when those movies came out. But like I watched them to prepare for No Way Home. I watched the first one. I was like, the first one's okay. This is a controversial opinion. I feel like a lot of people are, if a lot of people see this, are going to uh, come at me with torches and pitchforks. But I was like, the first movie, like, it's good. It's fun. It's a fun journey. Like, it's great. But is it the greatest Spider-Man movie of all time? No. And, like, no. I, there were some things I didn't like about it, if I'm being honest. I won't talk about those here. Um, but. I also watched the Spider-Man 2, which I thought was way better. And I think did improve on some of the things that I had a problem with in Spider-Man 1. I fell asleep during it, not because it sucks, but because I was watching it at like 3 a.m. <laughs> but I was basically getting through the whole thing. But back to No Way Home. I definitely think that its charm comes from nostalgia. A lot of it comes from nostalgia. Now, people might argue like, oh, no, there's a real story here. Like, there's an arc for Tom Holland, and I agree with you. Yeah, there is a story there. But, like, would the movie had been just as good if all of the villains weren't there or the other two Spider-Men didn't show up? I don't think it would have. I'm glad that they finally did it. They did bring all three Spider-Men live action, or live action, into the same movie. All the live action Spider-Men came into one movie i think that was great i think that was just like everybody like wished that it was gonna happen they finally granted us a wish on that but i feel like that's mainly where the movie's charm comes from and what boosts it and which is why i agree with you that it's rewatchability like once you get that surprise it's like oh cool. yeah i guess i mean you know um, but it's not the worst Spider-Man movie. It's not even like a terrible Spider-Man movie. You know what I mean? It, it just it just has a lot of problems. That's all. You know what I mean? And uh, going back to Andrew, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. 
it is so cap if I told myself if I told you that like he is my least favorite Spider Man. I mean, you have no like Arnold. You out of I don't know like maybe four other of my friends know that like I talk about this man all the time. Whether it is Spider Man, Hacksaw Ridge, Tick Tick Boom, Silence, uh, <laughs> any other movie. I mean, Andrew is literally like oh, and the Social Network. This guy is like peak actor right now. Like, and he has been the peak actor I've ever, like I've ever watched. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know, man. It's every time I watch this man on the screen, it's, it's just remarkable just to watch him. You know what I mean? It feels like, it feels like I'm watching someone who's enthusiastic all the time, whether it's a character he's been um, desperate to play since he was a child or he's just interested in the opportunity and he's willing to take a challenge. I mean, the guy has, I mean, the guy has admitted back in 2011 be, uh, before uh, making Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 1, that he literally adored this character when he was a child. And that was the character that, like, got him through some tough times in his life when he was just, like, down, you know? And, I mean... Uh, when he brought that in the sc- to the screen in 20, 2012, I mean, like in the beginning, I was I was I was a part of that bandwagon that said like, oh, he was he was a pretty bad Spider Man, but like then next thing you know, I actually go to Georgia. I actually went to Georgia in like sophomore year, and my parents were like, let's watch the Amazing Spider Man, and I was like, ah, I don't want to, because I was still in that bandwagon that Andrew wasn't like the greatest Spider Man or whatever. And then I watched the movie, I was like, bro, this is actually not that bad. And and I watched it again and again, um, you know. And I ended up really loving that movie. I loved it so much that literally, like, I, I started talking about talking about it a lot. I started watching it too much to the point where, like, my parents actually bought me like both of the CDs uh, or DVDs, like The Amazing Spider-Man one and two, just to like, <laughs> just so I can shut up. <laughs> but you know, it's just I don't know, man. I mean, like, and, and especially the first one. I loved the first one so much because it it feels like a if it genuinely feels like an independent film and it's not just because of andrew or it's not just because of emma stone but it's because of mark webb mark webb and james vanderbilt james vanderbilt is the screenwriter was the screenwriter of the first film and then mark webb was the director i mean those two whether whether maybe the lizard lacked a little bit of character i mean to be honest those two knew exactly what they were doing day one. I mean, Mark Webb, especially. That guy came fresh out of the gate with 500 Days of Summer. And, like, he knew exactly who people were. And I'm not saying, like, oh, just, like, his friends. No, he knew exactly what people were like. He knew that people in movies were the most important aspect of a film. And it's true. Because those are, the, those are the people that that audiences fall in love with. You know, if you can really, um, if you really are capable of allowing, you know, the actors and, and, and understanding people and understanding these characters and, and capable of just, you know, sorry, let me let me say that one more time. I, I think I kind of lost myself, but if you're a director that understands the aspect of 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 um, care and respect for an individual i mean like you can't make a bad film 
And it's very disappointing that people actually don't understand that. And like, oh, no, they understand it because, oh, the No Way Home was pretty good because Andrew was in it. And like, he actually did a pretty good job. Like, bro, come on. The guy was good from the start. The guy was great. Amazing. No pun intended. From the start. You know, like, <laughs> like it was crazy, man. I mean, like, and I love Mark Webb. He's literally my like one of my favorite directors of all time. Like, not only has he made 500 Days of Summer or The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, but he also made Gifted, which is about, like, um, which is about this uncle and his niece. Um, and his niece is, like, freaking genius you know what i mean um but he wants her to have a normal life you know because he's scared of what would happen to her if um she was only obsessed with um her genius you know what i mean and and it really tackled the uh, the emotion of family and all that you know what i mean and love and 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 mark webb oh my god like he uh, the fact that he was capable of doing this project and it's 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 remarkable what he does he never fails to to catch an audience's eye when it comes to human development i mean it's it's remarkable and i am so frustrated every single time somebody tells me that whether the like oh i don't know uh peter parker from the amazing spider-man was too cool you know like oh andrew was too cool like bro what do you mean what do you mean he was too cool homie was anti-social he would not talk to anybody. The only reason Emma Stone, Gwen Stacy, actually liked him was because he had courage. Homie had courage. Flash Thompson literally was picking on a kid, making him eat his food, and told Peter to take a picture of him and, you know, obviously embarrass him. But Peter was like, nah, I don't want that. He literally got his ass beat just so this kid doesn't get embarrassed online or around the school and Gwen Stacy took note of that and she actually formed like and that created a that formed a crush you know what I mean like people do not pay attention to those things in films especially like really great films and, and then like those great films just like get abandoned because people are so into the now the the norm whatever you know what I mean like that's why I get so frustrated with so many Marvel films, you know, like, because they've lost something, you know, that's why I'm kind of worried about all this, all this information leaking out, like, oh my God, Andrew's about to get like his third installment, which if he does, that's fine. But like, come on, you can't ruin the, the, the art that Mark Webb has created, the art that Andrew created, that Emma, that, that James Vanderbilt or, um, uh, shoot, I forgot the other screenwriters. They were, they were the screenwriters for The Amazing Spider-Man too. but, you know, you can't ruin that just because you said this earlier, but just because of a possible cash grab, you know what I mean? And it's so devastating that that's what that is now. And, and Marvel used to be like the company that was at its peak, you know, with like Iron Man, Captain America, and now it can honestly go both ways. It can honestly be current, like still be one of the best superhero companies or the DCU can somehow just like pull its head out of its butt and just like be like, yo, what's good? We can actually like, you know, you know, we can actually pull this off. And don't get me wrong. I love the DCU. Like I love Man of Steel. I love the Flash. And I, but you got to admit, like the MCU has had some better traction, you know, uh, involving its superhero films. But Nowadays, I, I think they're forgetting what what superheroes mean to people because it, it's it's not a it's not just about film, 
you know, when you take a superhero, people actually connect with those people. And especially with Spider-Man, um, Spider-Man is probably one of the most relatable superheroes of all time, aside from the superpower aspect, but the human aspect. I mean, the guy, like, he has everyday struggles just like anybody else. And that, like, and that really connects with people. You know what I mean? It gives people hope that no matter how many times you get hit, you can always get back up. And you always have a choice. And you always have to have courage in order to, you know, do better. You know what I mean? I definitely, I want to talk about something that happened at Times Square today. Where... I was able to try Krispy Kreme for the first time. It the famous donut shop that everybody's like, yes, they're so good. You need to have the donuts. Like, they're really good. I'm like, okay. So we go there, and uh, it started snowing when we went there. It was pretty nice. Uh, snow in New York City in Times Square. Best place to experience it, hands down. Like, if you've never experienced snow before, go to New York City and experience Times Square. Please. It, you're doing yourself a favor. But back to the Krispy Kreme. is interesting, I'd say. It's cool. Uh, the fact that they like make their glazed donuts like fresh from the thing, it's pretty interesting. Like they show you the whole process. Like it, it's kind of like a little mini factory they got in there. But um when uh but I actually got a chance to try them. And if I'm being honest, when I tried them, they're kind of like, they, they were good. Like, I'm not trying to say that they're good. It was just like, but it was familiar. Like, I, there was nothing, like, special about it. And I told this to my girlfriend. I was like, that's good. Like, Krispy Kreme's good. I just think it's overhyped because of that. And then I asked her because I remembered, like, somebody saying to me, like, oh, like, they're warm. Like, they're so good because they're, like, warm. And I asked her, I'm like, hey. Are the donuts meant to be warm? She was like, "Yeah, they, they're meant, were they not warm for you?" And I was like, "No, they really weren't." But obviously, that was because we were walking around New York. We walked around New York for like what thirty minutes to get back to the hotel. So, in in like thirty degree weather, so of course they're gonna be like cold by the time we got to the building. And then I was like, "Yeah, no, they were they were cold." And she was like, "Then you didn't really have Krispy Kreme." You have to warm them up. And I was just like, well, all right, so next time I go to Krispy Kreme, I got to remember that if the donuts aren't warm, then I guess they're not going to be good. But, I mean, they were still good, like donuts. Like, they were good donuts regardless. You know, it's just that I think that, like, the hype behind Krispy Kreme that I've received from people that I know, I, I think it's overhyped. A controversial opinion. Speaking of things being overhyped, I also think that Times Square is a little, a little overhyped. Like it's cool; it's a stunning place to see, but I think it is definitely glamorized a lot in media and stuff like that. Like it's literally just a giant, like it. It's basically just a giant shopping center with fancy billboards. Like it's still. I'm not trying to diminish its value by saying that. I'm just stating, like, that's what it is. Like, don't go in expecting any more, you know? Like, it, it is definitely spectacular and a great place that you should experience. Um, however, I feel like living there would get annoying, especially if you have to drive through Times Square. I bet that would be really annoying. I just see tons, you just see tons of people across the roads, even when they don't have the signal, and you're just there, like, 
like I just I just want to go. There's just too many people. Can't I can't do this. But I'm not trying to say this to diminish the value of Times Square and what it holds to New York because I definitely see the value. I just think that there are times that we definitely like put it up here when it's really only like here type thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, we can have opinions. I mean, like that, that, that's just, I mean, to be honest, I personally think Times Square was pretty nice. I mean, I, I can understand what you mean. Like, uh, it definitely was probably like, I wouldn't say the worst aspect, but you know, just like, it wasn't like crazy. You know what I mean? I, I compared to everything else I saw, I mean, like, it's, it's not like I, I, I adore the place, you know, and it's not like it's 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 not like it's ugly or anything, you know. It's not like it's uh, repulsive, but you know, it definitely just was kind of there at times. But it was a really nice place. I, I don't know. I just it, it was kind of like a unique part of New York. Um, I kind of wish there weren't as many tourists at, as I expected. I mean, you know, um, I saw this TikTok where this guy had been sliding in snow and it, it was in Times Square and, and nobody literally like almost no people were there. And obviously I'm sure it was probably because of the snow and stuff, but you know, that, that would have been kind of cool to go to when, when it was in that time period, you know? Um, and I know Times Square is kind of like the, the go-to place for a lot of individuals who are like desperate for money to just kind of go and be like, Hey, yo, uh, I'm gonna charge you 40 bucks to get a picture with Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, like, kind of like that crazy stuff but um but you know it was uh it, it was pretty good nonetheless i mean uh overall i think new york was was a pretty great time i i don't i don't think it's i don't think it's overrated i, I think i think new york is is worth the hype you know what i mean like it it definitely is a city that has that very um vibrant feel to it and i think anybody anybody should um should visit this city it, it, it truly is probably one of my favorite aspects of the U.S. at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think New York is probably the best city that I've ever experienced because of the atmosphere that I get. Like, walking through it, I'm just like, whoa. The entire time I can go through it. I literally just, like, look up and I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I, I mean, I live in Florida, so obviously I've like Miami. Miami has its own feel as well. That's pretty cool. I'd say Miami is probably second in my cities, but my but New York City definitely tops it because like you said, the environment, the ability to just be able to walk around it, experience everything, and the characters and the things that you can experience. Like Just because I said that Times Square I think is a little overhyped, doesn't mean that it doesn't deserve its praise. You know? And other areas too, like the Statue of Liberty. I know you said that wasn't really like your favorite part of the trip, but like I thought it was cool. Like Statue of Liberty is still cool. It holds a lot of value to our nation as a whole. Um, Ellis Island, the Empire State, the Empire State. Like it, it's a tourist scam. It, it's a tourist scam. There, there's a lot of tourist scams in New York. The merchandise shop at Liberty uh, Island, way overpriced. Yeah, but everything in New York is pricey. But like, um, 
Yeah, no, especially the Empire State. Like, you literally pay almost a hundred bucks if you go with somebody to go up and look at a view. Granted, the view is great. You know, like, being able to see the city is great. I wish we would have done it at night, because, I don't know, me personally, I like cities at night. I think cities really shine at night. But, um, you're going up there for staying, like, really, you take it all in in, like, ten minutes, and then you just go back down and you leave. That's basically the entire experience. It's cool for, like, five to ten minutes. Should you spend almost $100 on it? No. You shouldn't. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, tourism's big in New York City, so it's understandable. Money, money, money. A lot of people are willing to spend money. So, why not? One of the main questions that we asked when we came to the city was, would we live here? And me? Yeah. I'd live here. I think it'd be pretty cool to live here. Granted, I'd have to have a pretty nice paying job because I hate already. I was looking at prices on everything and I'm just like, <laughs> Taking a trip here is not cheap. It is not cheap. You need to put some money aside. Especially if you're going with like, if it's just yourself, like still, it's still be expensive. Some restaurants we went to, like just a regular old meal was like 15 bucks minimum. Like the lowest one restaurant I think we went to, the lowest was like seventeen, twenty dollars or something. I was just like, Pfft. I was like, ooh. Granted, I didn't see all of New York, so I don't know the prices of everything. But the places we went to, like, they weren't. There was like one place we went to that was like super fancy, but um, the other couple of places we went to were just like regular old shops on the side of the road. They were nice and the food was good, but they're like the prices on them. I'm like. Ugh. But um, another aspect of like why I live here is because I like I've already said before, but being able to walk around everywhere is nice. If I don't have to use my car, then great. You know, if I could find a place that's like five, I could walk to work. That's like five ten minutes. If I just buy a bike, I could probably reduce that time even more. You know, like I think that part of New York is great. Um. The scenery, like Times Square, like if I could see Times Square every night, I would totally do that. I would totally hang out in Times Square every night if I could. I'd totally walk around the city, go to Madison Square Park or whatever, any time that I wanted. It'd be pretty cool to do that. I know there are some negative aspects of it, like the lack of greens, but a majority of cities don't have many greens. Um, there's a lot of trash on the side of the road, graffiti, all the normal stuff that you're going to see. Really, that's my only negatives for it. Also, the prices of everything. Living here is expensive. So, if you have the money to live in New York, go for it. If you don't, or if, like, you know, if you're worrying about money, then I would... If I'm worrying about money in my near future, then definitely staying away from New York City. All right, guys, I think we're going to end the podcast here. But, uh, yeah, it was it was fun, you know. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us today or tonight. Um, hope you have a good night. My name is Ignacio. And uh, my name is Arnie. And this has been Night Monumental. It's a real wacky setup we got going here, but I think we're making it work. Um, 
episode three. You'll definitely see us soon. Have a great night, everybody. Good night.